Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Destroy the Stumps podcast. Well, today, ladies and gents, just going to be doing a review of um, the third and final ODI. It's a day-nighter between England and the West Indies. This match has been played at uh, the Kensington Oval in Bridgetown, Barbados. The iconic Kensington Oval in Bridgetown, Barbados. Um, Barbados, probably the most successful cricket team in the Caribbean. Um, a lot of legends coming from Barbados. Likes of Desmond Haynes, Gordon Greenwich, Wes Hall, Malcolm Marshall, I think, from um, Barbados as well. Amazing players came from Barbados. Let's just have a look. Malcolm Marshall. Pretty sure Malcolm Marshall's from Barbados. Yep, he is from Barbados. Absolutely amazing cricketer he was, the late Malcolm Marshall. Um, sorry. But yeah, uh, plenty of... Um, plenty of legendary cricketers, you got to say, from Barbados. And uh, a lot of cricket history in Barbados uh, current current captains as well from Barbados um, so for the West Indies are from Barbados so test captain is uh, Craig Brathwaite he's from Barbados and Shea Hope is from Barbados as well so hometown hometown boys uh, both of them Just looking at that, and the, Barbados is full of history. So you got Charlie's Charlie Griffith, of course, uh, good fast bowler. Got Jason Holder as well, who's currently playing for the West Indies. Pretty good all rounder. Kiamai Roach is from Barbados. Frank Worrell, the legendary, oh, the legendary three Ws. Uh, so Clyde Walcott, the great West Indies wicketkeeper. Frank Worrell, the legendary captain. Everton Weeks. Uh, you got Wayne Daniel, who's a pretty good fast bowler. Seymour Nurse, Gary Sobers, the great Gary Sobers. Um, Desmond Haynes, Gordon Greenwich, Joel Garner from Barbados. Gee, that's like, it's basically an all-time grade 11 right there. Conrad Hunt, Seymour Nurse. Some of these players were there. Jeez, David Holford. Wow, what a team, honestly. So what a, what a history. They're probably up there with, um, Victoria and New South Wales. Having so many great players. Jeez. Uh, so the regional four-day comp in the West Indies is called the Shell. Uh, it's been called as the Shell Shield, um, Red Stripe, and competition, and then the Buster, and then the Caribbean Cup as well. Goodness gracious, um, that's something. Barbados uh, easily the most successful team in um, domestic cricket in the Caribbean. Twenty-three titles, including one shared one. Devon Smith's their leading run scorer. He's uh, Devin Smith, uh, piece from the Windward Islands, but yeah, he's taken the most wicket. Vera Sami Pumal, I've heard of that guy, he's from Guyana. Played nine test matches for the Windies, but he has such a good first class record. And list day record, but anyways. That's that, uh, Vera, Vera Sami Pumal. Does he still play? 
Yeah, still plays Vera Sammy for more. 34 years of age, yeah. He's probably still got a bit of time in him. Um, and the next best is Jamaica. He's got 12. Pretty much just, just about more than a half. Slightly more than a half. But then Guyana. Goodness gracious. That is something special, isn't it? Okay, okay, I'm getting distracted here with Bar with Kensington, so sorry with Barbados's history. Anyways, guys, uh, enough of that. I was so I'm so sorry about that. Um, yeah, so just without further ado, let's just get stuck into it. Um, yep. So the final match here between the West Indies and England, uh, level at one-one. Can England win this series and get um get the new era under? Get the new era of English ODI cricket uh, off to a good start, or will the West Indies uh, begin a new era of West Indies cricket um, on a positive note? And can they build towards the future? Well, we'll find out which team will finish the series as victors. And also, if the West Indies win, keep this in mind if the West Indies win this match, they win the series, and um, well, if England win it, they win the series as well. But uh, what I was trying to say is that if the West Indies win this match and they end up winning the series, this will be their first ODI series win against England in the Caribbean since 1998. It's been quite some time for the West Indies to win an ODI series against England. Uh, since 1998, they haven't won an ODI series against England. That is something so... That's really strange, isn't it? Um, just also looking, I think this is... Um, this is England ODI... Record. I'm pretty sure West Indies haven't won England um, ODI series against England in a uh, very long time as well. Ow! Sorry. Just looking at the Windies, yes, yeah, so England won that NatWest series in 2000 with West Indies and Zimbabwe. Yeah, not surprised. Um, well, they won the Champions Trophy in 2004. And uh, they reached a final against uh, New Zealand in 2004 as well. Uh, West Indies in NetWest. Oh, yeah, so that. And also, they haven't won an ODI series against England since 2007. That was in 2007, they won that ODI series 3 1. So that, that's, it's been quite some time for the West Indies. Um, 15 years since they pretty much 16 years since they've been England in an ODI series. And uh, 28 years since they won an ODI series against England at home. That is some some crazy record, really. 
you think come to think of it that is a really crazy record there And yeah, that is that's really crazy. Anyways, I'll look into that a bit later. But yeah, we'll just uh, look at this game. So yeah, New Zealand, West Indies versus England. Um, plenty to play for for both teams. Uh, England batted first. The match was affected by rain. There was a lot of rain in the build-up to this game in uh, Barbados. And that affected the outfield as well. Also lost a few overs initially. The match was a 40-over, I think, or 43-over game. And then it got reduced to 34 because there was another rain delay. And, uh, yeah, so the match got reduced as well. That meant the West Indies had less time to chase, but uh, they bowled beautifully. They kept England restricted. England batted 40 overs and were restricted to 206 for 9 off uh, their 40 overs, going at a run rate of 5.15 runs and over. So, yeah, West Indies winning the toss, elected a field first, and debutant Matthew Ford is the only debutant from both sides. Uh, highly talked about in the West Indies cricket. Um cricket fans like on podcasts and that and they have the caribbean cricket podcast do have a listen to that that's a good podcast um yeah they they talked about um there was talk in the comment sections from west indies cricket fans about matthew ford being a potential superstar for the west indies but yeah it doesn't have a lot of pace matthew ford but he has good variations and control and he can bat well as well. He's a pretty handy batsman as well. Young Matthew Ford, only 21 years of age, did play under 19s for the West Indies as well. So, yeah, he did play under 19s for the West Indies. Plays in St. Lucia, but uh, was born in Barbados. Played for the St. Lucia Kings and the Surrey Jaguars in domestic, and has played for Dumbula Oda in Sri Lanka. So, he's played a bit of T20s around the world, but uh, he's been. But he's playing a lot of uh, cricket for the under, in the under 19s. Uh, he's played, sorry, he played for the West Indies under 19s. Uh, has a good list day record, averaging 25. Uh, economy rate's really good. The strike rate's good as well. So he keeps it tight, and that's what he did today. Today he did a superb. He played superbly uh, in this game. He, he was absolutely brilliant. Got three breakthroughs early up front, and. Um, yeah, just putting England under pressure. And that really put England back for the rest of the game. Yes, England did put on a bit of a fight back, but um, it wasn't enough. That damage was already done, and it really put England back. Uh, getting rid of both the openers, uh, Will Jackson, Phil uh, Salt, and also got rid of Zach Crawley for a full-ball duck. Uh, that really put pressure on the West, um, on the English. Uh, he was superb, 3 for 29 off his 8 overs. No maiden overs, economy rate of 3.62 runs and over. Did a bowl of water and no ball. He was absolutely outstanding. Romario Shepard, two for fifty off his eight of his eight overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of six point two five rounds and over. Didn't bowl a water and no ball. He was up. Didn't bowl a water, but bowl a no ball. He does pick up wickets. Romario Shepard can leak runs, but he does pick up wickets, and always provides some sort of contribution as an all rounder, which is really useful. And he's highly rated to Romario Shepard in the West Indies cricket uh, fraternity. Um, also. Ozari Joseph, 3 for 61 off 8 overs. No maiden overs, a climbing rate of 7.62 runs and over. Bowled 3 wides, didn't bowl no ball. Was expensive, especially towards the end of his spell. But, um, yeah, did pick up 3 wickets, including the wicket of Josh Butler, the English captain, who was dismissed for a golden duck. 
And his form, unfortunately, his poor form in ODIs continues. He's really struggling with the bat. And uh, it's kind of reflecting on the team, isn't it? Unfortunately, Josh Butler's such a good player, but on his day, he's so damaging, but has not been in form uh, in ODIs. He's really he struggled in the World Cup, and it's just continuing on with the series. Did get a half-century last game, but struggled in the first game, struggled today as well. And it's just not going right for Josh Butler in England at the moment. Uh, Gudakesh Murti, excellent. Excellent spell from him. Uh, didn't pick up a wicket. Probably deserved the wicket at two, but none for 23 off eight overs. No maiden overs. Economy has 2.87 runs and over. Didn't bowl a water or no ball. He was absolutely outstanding. Azari Joseph, uh, like I mentioned, three for 61 off eight overs. No maiden overs. Economy rate of 7.62 runs and over. Bowl three wides. Uh, didn't bowl a no ball. Yeah, three wides. you got to be a bit careful there, Azari. Three wides, yeah. That was probably one of the downsides as well, besides being expansive, but he did pick up three wickets. Yannick Carrier, none for 43, off eight overs, no maiden overs, economy rate of 5.37 runs and over. Bold one wide, then bold one no ball as well. So a bit of a mixed day for Yannick Carrier with the ball. Um, half century to Ben Duckett, a superb half century, got England back on track. Contributions from the lower order and Liam Livingston, Sam Curran gained double digits, uh, Ryan Ahmed gained the double digits, and Gus Atkinson and Matthew Potts providing valuable contributions down the order to get England over 200, uh, 200 and set the West Indies a target over 200. Um, six extras considered by the West Indies, two no balls and four wides. Uh, Ben Duck at 71 off 76 balls, six fours, one six, strike out of 97.26 was excellent. And um, Liam Livingston looked good. 45 or 56 balls, 2 fours, 2 sixes, strike rate of 80.35. His form's been a bit up and down for a while. Um, talk of him maybe being dropped, but did all right with the bat. Um, ben Duck at the uh, lovely half century from him. That's now his. His third half century, he's got 100 to his name, so really good stuff from Ben Duckett. But yeah, England have to chase 207 to win. Sorry, West Indies have to chase 207 to win or 40 overs. Eventually the match, uh, the target got reduced, adjusted according to the Duckworth Law System. The West Indies have to chase the um, 190, so 188 to off. Uh, 40 of 34 overs and then in reply uh, the West Indies chasing 188 got off to a decent start um, Alec Arthanaz and Kisi Kaidi put in a good partnership for the third wicket worth um, 76 runs Alec Arthanaz looked good so, uh, 45 of uh, 51 balls 7 fours to him strike out of uh, didn't hit a six, but a strike rate of 88.23. Casey Cardi, Casey Cardi, sorry. He's been under a lot of pressure. Domestically, he's been struggling in list day cricket domestically. He's been struggling for the West Indies. Talk of him probably being dropped, but he came good at the right time. A lovely half century from him. 50 or 58 balls. Five fours, one six. Strike rate of 86.20. And uh, then contributions from the other batsmen. Ramara Shepard was really good. 41 uh, not out of 28 balls, three fours, three sixes, strike rate of 146.28. And then uh, Matthew Ford, 
useful runs from him down the order. 13 not out of 16 balls. 1-4, no strike, no sixes. Strike over 81.25. Did a good job just keeping the scoreboard ticking over. 11 extras conceded by England. Uh, one by two leg buys and eight wides. In the end, the West Indies finished on 191 for six off their 31.4 overs. Going at a run rate of 6.03 runs and over. They won the game by four wickets with 12, uh, 14 balls remaining. A historic victory for the West Indies. And uh, they get their first win over England in 28 so in 25 years in an ODI series in the Caribbean and their first ODI series win against England uh, since 2000, uh, 2007. So superb moment for West Indies cricket. Um, lovely half century from Ben Dackett, his third half century. And Casey Carter getting his second ODI 50. So good stuff from the young man. Well, not really young. He's 26, but yeah, still got a bit of time in him. But yeah, really good stuff from the West Indies to win a uh, win a historic series, ODI series, and uh, you've got to say contributions from the likes of Shea Hope, uh, Matthew Ford in that last game, and even Murray Shepherd had a really good series overall. Sorry, but Gurukesh Murthy was very economical. I thought his role was excellent. Um, he was excellent in the series. Keeping things tight. Um, so West Indies win that match. England have a lot of work to do. Man of the match, Matthew Ford. And player of the series was the West Indies captain, Shea Hope, who was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, Shea Hope's uh, 100 in the first game really set the tone for the series. Um, excellent 100. Chasing a uh, pretty competitive total. Really set it up nicely for the West Indies and uh, shifted gears at the right time. Times he's been criticised for not being quick enough, scoring at a quick enough rate. But he shifted gears at the right time just when his team needed it. Romero Shepard helped out a lot in easing the pressure. Alec Athanas in that first game was excellent with a bat. But, uh, yeah, uh, he was outstanding uh, in that game. And got a half century in the last game as well, along with Shafane Rutherford. Unfortunately, the West Indies just collapsed a bit. They didn't have a good start, and then those two put on a good partnership. And then once that partnership broke between Shafane Rutherford and um, uh, Shea Hope, that's it. It kind of fell apart for the West Indies. Uh, and the target wasn't enough for them to defend, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, he's been good in the series. Uh, really led the team well as well. Uh, been good behind the stumps. Been pretty good behind the stumps as well. So just really good series for Shea Hope. And letting run screw in the series as well. Excellent stuff from him. And, uh, yeah, Shea Hope, that's why he was the player of the series. And Matthew Ford, man of the match on debut. Outstanding stuff from the West Indies. This will really help them um, gain some confidence in the future and build towards the future. I reckon um, it's the start of something good here. Maybe I'm just getting a little bit too ahead of myself here. Maybe just uh, I should give them some time to build. And so maybe just time for them to get some results. They'll have to play well overseas. Also, they have a T20 World Cup uh, coming up next year in the Caribbean and the USA, so that'll be good to watch. Um, they have a T20 series coming up after this with England, so five, t uh, five T20 matches, so that'll be really good to watch. Anyways, guys, that's a wrap uh, from here. So the West Indies winning their first series against England at home in the Caribbean, first ODI series, that is, uh, in 20. 
five years uh, since 1998, and also their first ODI series win against England in 15 years. The last time they won was back in 2007 in England. They won the NatWest series 2-1, coming from behind to win that series 2-1. And, uh, yeah, well done to the West Indies. Anyways, thank you guys for that. Um, and that's a wrap. England, a lot of concerns. Josh Butler, will he be dropped as captain, or will there be a consideration of maybe dropping him as captain? English cricket fans aren't too happy at the moment with his performance as captain. They believe that maybe the captaincy pressure is just getting to him. He just isn't meant to be the captain. Who knows uh, what the decision's going to be. But there's a lot to look forward to for England. Um, so there's a lot to look at for England. A lot to look forward for for the West Indies. A lot of talent there, young talent. Uh, I think they've really got to start investing in their young talent and just build towards the future. Some of these guys that play T20 cricket, yes, they're valuable to the team, but... Um, if their interests are in T20 League, which it, T20 leagues, which look, I, I don't have a problem with. If they want to make money, that's fine. But if they're not going to be able to fully commit to the West Indies, and if they've got attitude problems, entitled attitudes, yeah, that's nah. I, I wouldn't want that in my team. I want a team that plays for each other, plays united, and um, just plays together, and just plays like a team, really, a, a team of champions, not individuals. That's what I want. That's what you'd want, really. And uh, look, you, look, you're going to have maybe one or two or three good, really top-quality players, but the rest of the team has to do their bit and play their role, and that's what matters in the end. Anyways, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you very much for your time. Stay safe wherever you are. Until next time, it's bye for now, and we're out of here. Let's go.